Good morning and praise the Lord. I trust that you are well and I invite you to come and listen as we share the word of God, as we listen to what God has prepared for us this morning. There is a word for every one of us and I believe that you have come, you are tuned in so that you can listen, so that you can hear because your heart is hungry for the word of God. Your heart is longing to hear the word that God has prepared for us this morning. So I invite you to read the word of, uh, of God with me from the book of Judges, chapter 6, from verse 11 to 14. I repeat, Judges, chapter 6, from verse 11 to 14. And I will read. And now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abiezrite while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from the Egypt, from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning we pray that as we share your word, that you will speak to us in a way that we can understand. I pray for revelation, I pray, O oh God, that heavens will open up and you will release a word that is in season. I pray for utterance. I pray for every hearer. I ask, O oh God, that you will open our ears and you will help us understand your word. For this, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our message this morning is about activating the power within. Activating the power within. Every one of us. God has invested some power in us according to our abilities, according to the giftings that he has placed in our lives because there is a purpose for you, for your existence. There is a purpose why you are alive today. There is a purpose why you are seated, where you are seated there this morning. There is a purpose why you are not dead today and you are alive this morning. And therefore there is that power that you are still seated, sitting upon and there is a way that you can activate that power that God is calling us to rise up and use and utilize the power that he has invested in us because this power is to be used here on earth. This power is for the people who are here on earth. It is not for heaven. It is not to be used when we are in heaven. It is for us here on earth. Praise the Lord. So that power must be activated in order for us to be what we are meant to be in order for us to live fully the life that God intended for us to live. A story is told, and I'm going to share it. It's a story that has been heard over and over about of a king, a king who had uh, invited people from across his, you know, his, his area, and he has said, Whoever, he, has called, he had called all the men, all the young men who wanted to marry, and those who were actually desiring to marry his daughter, the princess. And so he called them and told them, if you know 
that you want to marry my daughter. I want you to come on this certain day. And there is a quest for you. And if you overcome that quest, you are going to marry my daughter and you are going to share in the part or you are going to be part of this kingdom. And so there were some many men, young men who came forward and they said, I must have the king's daughter as a wife for myself. I must, I must marry the king's daughter. So many men came forward. And when they went, they realized that the king told them the quest is a simple thing. You only have to swim across this pool. And the one who makes it fast on the other end is the one that will be given to my daughter to wife. And so the men all were there and they were like, ah, this is something very simple. Surely we can swim. I can do all the others. Some have been swimming many years of their lives. And so they knew that they are going to be the first one on the finish line. Then they were all there. But now before they all, before the whistle was blown for them to get into the pool, there was a chopper that came. And above the pool, he released some alligators on the pool. And now suddenly, all the young men, those who are feeling so strong and so masculine and, you know, so courageous, and they were like, I can make it, they all shied away. And none could step forward. None could come and say, I want to swim. They all said, ah, uh, even that king's daughter is not beautiful. I can, I can take another wife. I can take another daughter somewhere. They don't have to marry the king's daughter. And so most of them went away. But suddenly, there was someone who pushed a young man into the pool. And what happened is that this young man started swimming. He swam, he swam across, he was beating and, you know, trying to save his life. And because there are alligators swimming and competing with him because they wanted to swallow him. They wanted to eat him. They, these alligators had seen some food in the pool. And so this man swam. He was swimming for his life. He wanted to save his life. He swam and finally he went to the finish line and he climbed out of the pool. There was so much jubilation. There was so much celebration. There was so much people were so happy and excited. There was chaos all around. And then the king came and said, who is that young man? Can he be brought forward? But this young man, because of the terror, because he, he, you know, he, he, did, he did not enter into the quest because he wanted to marry the king's daughter. Someone threw him in. So he was like, who is this fool that threw me into this water? But do you know, because of him being in the water, this man actually confessed later that he had never swum. He didn't know how to swim. But because he found himself swimming with alligators, he had to swim to save his life. Why do I bring this story to us this morning? It is because there is some of us, like you and me, that we find ourselves in situations that are hard, difficult moments, problems surrounding us. And it is only during that time when we are pressed or, or all about, around about us, pressed by issues, difficult moments, that we realize there is some potential within us. There is power within us. So I'm asking us this question this morning. Does it take problems to activate the power within you? Will it take alligators to activate the power within you? We are human beings, yes. 
And sometimes I believe the reason why God allows some of these bad things, as we call them, to happen to us is because he sees there is some power that is seated within you that requires some activation. And this morning, I want to encourage us that there is some power within you and you can activate it. If we follow the instructions that God is going to give us, you can activate that power and you can become who God intends you to be. We have read the story of Gideon. Gideon is a young man. He is seated somewhere, as we have seen from verse 11, and he is threshing wheat in the wine press in order to hide it from who? He was hiding it from the enemy, the Midianites, over and over again. If you read that story, you will realize that whenever the Israelites would come to the time of harvest, the season of sowing and harvesting, the enemies round about them, the Midianites would come and they would invade the land of Israel. They would invade them and surround them. They would come. The Bible actually records that they, they would come like locusts with their camels, with their kettles, with everything, and they would destroy all the all the, all the, all, all, everything that the Israelites had planted, all the, all, all, all the crops, they will destroy them completely. And so the Israelites were left with no option but to be hiding when they are harvesting, when they are threshing the wheat, they would hide. And that is why we see this young man hiding. And he is hiding behind this tree too. He was hiding his harvest from the Midianites. But the angel of the Lord comes to him. And he says to him, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. This man, the Lord, number one instruction. We are going to look at three instructions, how to activate the power within us. Number one is that you must seek to know the purpose of God in your life. If you do not yet know it, you must seek to know what is the purpose that God made you for. And because the Lord will only address you according to your purpose. The Lord will never address you according to your weaknesses. The Lord will never address you according to your faults or shortcomings. The Lord will never address you according to any other weakness around you. He only sees the purpose that he has invested in you. He only sees you as he meant you to be. He does not see you for who you are today. He does not see you for who you were yesterday. He sees you in the future. He sees who you are supposed to be. And that's why God says and addresses this young man. And he says, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. This man is even astonished. And he says, why? Why me? Why is the Lord with me? The Lord will never address you according to your strengths, he ad uh, according to your weaknesses. He addresses you according to your abilities. He addresses you according to your strengths. He addresses you according to the purpose that he created you for. Please know, seek to know the purpose that God has made you. And this man of God, this man as young as he was, this man as, as needy as he was, as helpless and hopeless as he was, the Lord did not ad address him according to his weaknesses, according to his need. He addressed him according to his purpose. You are a mighty woman of valor. You are a mighty man of valor. Know what God has made you to be. God will never address you 
according to your weaknesses. He addresses you by the purpose for which he made you. I could repeat this and repeat it again and again until he gets into my spirit, until he gets into your spirit, because that is who God sees you. That is what God, what God made you to be. And you must seek to know it in order for you to activate that power within you. You are seated on this power. You are hiding from the Midianites. You are hiding from your enemies. You are running away from the enemies of your life because you do not yet know that there is power in your life. You have not yet known that there is a purpose for your life. You need to activate that power within you. You need to tell yourself, I am made for greatness. I am not made to run after, uh, run, uh, 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 run in front or run being chased by my enemies. I am made to be the one chasing them. The role should never be reversed. I am the one who is supposed to chase my enemies away. They are not the ones who are supposed to chase me away. I'm not supposed to be hiding from my enemies. They are the ones that are supposed to be hiding from me. When you know your purpose, you will walk in the strength that God has given you. When you know your purpose, you will walk in the anointing that God has placed in your life. When you know your purpose, you will walk in that power. You will walk in the confidence that God is your God. Even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will know that God is with you. You will not allow anything to shake you. You will not allow any man to shake you. You will not allow any man to despise you because you are a mighty man of valor. If God addresses you by that name, why allow the enemy, why allow your thoughts to tell you otherwise? Why allow your friends to tell you otherwise? Why allow your situation, your circumstances around you to tell you otherwise? We must refuse other types of summons. We must refuse to be preached to by the enemy. You must embrace what God is saying about you. Because what God says is who you are. What God says about you is who you are. You must never neglect the place of your assignment to run away from the enemy. As you're running away from the enemy, no. Be in the place of your assignment where God has called you. That is the place that you're going to be to manifest as a child of power, as a child full of the Holy Ghost, because you are the child of the King of Kings. Your world will be invaded by the enemy if you neglect your place of assignment. Are we together? Praise the Lord. Your world will be invaded. The Israelites were invaded by the enemy because the priests had invaded the place, the positions of their assignment. They were running away. They were not there to show the way, even to the people that they were supposed to give guidance, that they were supposed to give leadership to. They were running away. So the entire land had to run away as well. Because the priests could not give the correct leadership. Never run away from your place of assignment. Instruction number two. Don't give much thought to your problems. Don't give much thought to your problems. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. The Bible instructs us to know that our purpose is in God. The more you think about your problems, the more you think about the needs that you have, 
The more you think about the pain that is surrounding you, the more you think about the challenges around you, the more it drains away your hope. The more it drains away your strength. The more it drains away even your prayer life. It drains away and it, it chokes your relationship with God. And you are no longer as a confident believer as you're supposed to be. You are no longer walking in power because you have taken time to think and meditate upon your problems more than meditate upon the word of God, more than meditate about what God is saying about you. Church, this is a time for us to arise and say no to looking at the things, the hopelessness around us. You know, we are not different. We are not different from Gideon. Gideon, as we have said from verse 13, he said, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all these things happened to us? How many times have we asked ourselves that question? How many times have we found ourselves complaining and saying, God, if you have been with us, if you had been with us, why then has coronavirus invaded this nation? If God, you have been with us, why then? As, has this pandemic made us so discouraged? Why then do we find ourselves running away from this sickness? Why then do we find ourselves being so hopeless? We have no vaccine, we have no remedy. Why then do we find ourselves surrounded? We, ha we are so hopeless, we are on our knees. We are the mercy of this disease. Why then are we different from Gideon? You and I. Do you think you're different from Gideon? I don't think so. We are human beings. But God is telling us, if we have to activate the power within us, we have to not take too much thought about our problems. To not take too much thought about the challenges that we are facing. Do you know that the more you think about the challenge that you're facing, the more it grows from being a mole, into a hill and it continues to graduate and it becomes a big mountain, a mountain that you cannot surmount, a mountain that you cannot cross over and suddenly you fall back to discouragement, you fall back to hopelessness, you fall back to unbelief and you become like an unbeliever, someone who does not believe the Lord because you are so discouraged, because you are so discouraged, you have allowed to your eyes to see the mountain rather than see the God of the mountains. You have allowed your eyes to see the challenges, rather than see the God who makes a way in the sea. He parts the sea so that you can walk through it. You allow your eyes to see the sea. You allow your eyes to see the many discouraging issues surrounding you. And you forget that God is mightier than that sea. The Bible says that the voice of the Lord is over the flood, is over the mighty waters. He speaks, he thunders, and even the mountains bow when they hear him. The seas part when they hear him. Why allowing this? Why are you allowing the seas to speak? to your situation? Why are you allowing the mountains to speak to your situation? They have nothing they are bringing but hopelessness. They have nothing they bring to you but a feeling of desperation, a feeling of defeat, a feeling of powerlessness. Yet there is so much power within you that God wants you to walk in, that God wants you to, you know, to believe in, that God wants you to manifest in. 
The Bible says that creation awaits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation, it is groaning, it is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God during this season. When the world is on its knees, during this season when everyone is crying, during this season when everyone is hiding from this enemy, the world is waiting for me. The world is waiting for you to be manifested and to bring a solution to their problem, to bring, to bring the solution to the issues around them. May you be encouraged this morning. May you allow the Lord, may you only allow to saturate your mind with the thoughts of positivity, with the thoughts of the word of God. Be a meditator of the word of God. Meditate on the word of God day and night. The Bible says uh, that is the man that will make his ways prosperous. That is the man that will, be, will enjoy or have good success. The one that will meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. When you meditate on the word of God in the morning, when you meditate on the word of God in the noontime, when you meditate on the word of God as you go about your businesses, as you go about your, your things, then the word of God becomes alive in your life. Even when you are sleeping, the word of God starts instructing you. It starts speaking to you. The Israelites, the children of Israel were told, bind this law upon your necks. Teach it to generations and generations to come. Is the word of God part of your life? Is the word of God what you think? Is the word of God what you read daily? Is the word of God what you meditate daily? You must you must take the word of God in place of whole hopelessness, in place of the discouragements around you. You must speak the word of God. These situations only need you to speak to them. You speak faith where there is fear. You speak strength where there is weakness. You speak healing where there is disease. You speak hope where there is hopelessness. You speak strength even where there is discouragement and you will be amazed at what the words of your mouth can do. You will be amazed at the power that is within you. Some of that power must only be activated by the words of your mouth. When you speak, there are demons that will only go when you speak out loud. There are situations in your life that you only change when they realize the power and the authority coming out of your life by your words because you have to confess the word of God out loud and speak to those issues that are seeming so hard, that those issues that are speaking so loudly in your life, you must counter them by shouting back at them. And what do you shout? You shout the word of God. You become like Jesus. When the enemy, when Satan would come to him and tell him, make turn this stone into a bread, he would say, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You must have the word of God so much in your heart that that is the word you counter the word of the enemy with. That is the word that you level those mountains with. That is the word that will part the seas for you. That is the word that will make the brokenhearted whole. That is the word that will bring joy even to that person that is mourning or that situation that is bringing sadness in your life. Instruction number three, go in this might of yours and save your people. We see that from verse 14. Then the Lord said, and uh, the Lord turned to him and said, verse 14, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? We see Gideon 
He's the least. He is talking about his weaknesses even when God appears to him. He has nothing to show off. Even his, where he comes from, his father, his lineage, where he is coming from. He is surrounded by nothing. Nothing shows that he is a powerful man. But God addresses him, as we say, destruction number one, knowing your purpose, God addresses him by his purpose. He calls him a mighty man of valor. And even this last, that, that, for, uh, the verse 14, we are seeing that God is telling him, go in this might of yours. Brethren, praise the Lord. Go in this might of yours. Whose might? God's might? Whose might? President's might? Whose might? It is within you. God had already put his power inside you. This is the power of God. Go in this might of yours. Yet, you've been looking at your weaknesses, your shortcomings, your failures, and you think that nothing good can, can, can come out of you. You think that you are nothing, that you don't even matter, even in the world that you're living in. You don't matter in your family. You may be the least. No one even recognizes you when you're in your family gatherings. But the Lord is saying, go in this might of yours because God addresses you by the abilities that he has put in you. God has put his power in you. God has put his ideas in you. God has put his purposes in you. He says, go in this might of yours. There, within you there is power. Within you there is the might of God. It is not your might. It is not another person's might. You cannot take on another person's purpose. It is your purpose. So there is that investment that God has put in your life. Why sit on that power when God is saying, go in this, in this might of yours and save who? And save the Israelites. Go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the enemy from the hand of the Midianites. Go in this might of yours and you shall save your family from the hand of the evil and you shall save your family from drunkenness and alcoholism. You shall save your family from unbelief and doubt. You shall save your family from witchcraft and sorcery. You shall save your family from the spirit of infirmity and diseases, cancer and all manner of evil sicknesses. You shall save them Go in this might of yours. Do not despise yourself. You are enough. You are enough. God is counting on you to save your generation. God is counting on you to save your people. God is counting on you to save the world around you. God is counting on you to save your brethren, your sisters, your brothers. God is counting on you. It is you. He has put, he has invested his power in you and he's counting on you to move. Why should your people be running away from the enemy? Why should your people be bound by infirmity, cancer? One, one patient is sick of cancer, next year another one, the other year another one. It's a cycle of disease. It's a cycle of in terminally Ill, terminal illnesses and you cannot place a finger, you cannot tell, you feel so hopeless. God is saying you, you are the one, you who is listening to this word. You are the one that he has put his power in you and he's saying you can save your family members. You can deliver them. 
You can set them free from this infirmity. You can set them free from this issue of joblessness, of poverty. You can set them free. You can deliver them from the hand of the Midianites. We do not have to run away even as a country. You are the one that God is looking at. He says, go in this might of yours. You can pray for your nation. You can say COVID-19 will not be found in our coasts again, shall not be found across the boundaries of Kenya again or even the world. You have the power. You have the authority in you. You can deliver your nation. You can deliver your children. You can deliver your people because God is saying there is power within you. You only need to activate it by simple obedience. He says, go, then you go. You don't say, Lord, no, 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 no. When he says, go, then you arise and go because you know that the power within you is not your own power. It is God's power. It is God's power. It is what God has given you. You are the solution to the now situation. Did you hear that? You are the solution to the now situation. You and not another. Don't say it is so and so who is more educated than I. It is you. You are the solution to the problem now, to the situation now. Not tomorrow, but now. What is the situation around you now? You are the solution. You are the solution. As you pray for the solution, you are. You provide the solution. Only walk in the instructions that God has given you because God is with us. The Bible says that God prepares you for the battle. He is the one who subdues the enemy under you. When you read the Bible in the book of Psalms chapter 18 verse 39, the Bible says, the psalmist say that, for you have armed me with your strength, even strength for battle, and you have subdued the enemies under me. Who has subdued the enemy? Who has subdued the enemy? It is God. He arms you with a strength for battle. But he is the one that subdues the enemy. So in other words, this scripture is very exciting. Because in other words, what God is saying is that he just wants you to go and represent. He just wants you to go and stand there in the battlefield. He just wants you to take a step of faith and go and stand in that battle line and just stand there. He says he has strengthened you. He has armed you with the strength for that battle. But know this, it is not you that is fighting. It is the Lord that is fighting through you. It is him that is subduing the enemy under your feet. So it is his power. It is his anointing. It is his strength that is going to subdue the enemy under you. I will take that shield. I will march on for I know that you will not allow me to be beaten. I know you will not allow me to be defeated. I know you will not allow me, the enemy, to subdue me. But you will subdue the enemy under my feet because the power within me, the power within you, is the power of God. It is the power that is to be activated. Some of these things you can only activate, like the power within you, you can only activate it when you step up and show up in the battle. You have to be there. You have to be seen. 
You have to be there. You don't go by faith. You don't go in the mind. By, you know, I have gone in the heart or in the mind. No, you have to show up. You have to be physically seen. And then the Lord will do his, uh, his mighty wonders. He will use you as his vessel. He will use you as his instrument, as his tool. The Bible says again that he has made you. He will make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. When you read Isaiah chapter 41, verse 15, this is becoming exciting. He says that the Lord will make you into a new threshing sledge with teeth and you shall thresh the mountains, those mountains around your life, you shall thresh them and beat them small and you shall make those hills like chaff. Imagine you being the sword of the Lord in his hands. Imagine you being the battle, the weapon of battle, the weapon of warfare in the Lord's hand. And you know what? Yesterday as I was preparing for this message and praying, the Lord actually led me to think and to know that I am the staff, the Moses staff in his hands. You are Moses staff in God's hand. What did Moses staff do? It did many things. When God drops you in front of Pharaoh, you turn into a snake and you become lethal and you destroy the witchcraft, you destroy the resistance, you destroy the opposition and the layers of foundation that resists and, and, and comes to oppose the purposes of God in God, in the kingdom or in the people of God's life. You become what God has made you to be. You become a battle, a, a, a tool of battle in the hands of God, a weapon of warfare, Moses stuff in the Lord's hands. He, he smites it on the rock, and the rock produces water. It can take you where there is no water, in a famine, in, in, where there is famine, and a desert. And the Lord can just lift you up like this. And where there is no water, there becomes water. Because you have allowed yourself to be used as a weapon in God's hand. He can lift that stuff up. On over the seas and the sea parts and gives way because you have allowed yourself to be used by him as a staff in his hands. You are a weapon in God's hand. You can do great things if only you allow yourself to be used by God. God again says that I have given you power and authority to trump over serpents and over scorpions and they shall not harm you. I have given you power and authority to cure all diseases. I have given you power and authority over all the forces and the powers of darkness and nothing shall harm you. That is the power that is within you. And today you can rise up and you can refuse to, be to walk in defeat. You can refuse to walk in hopelessness. You can rise up and say, no, I am going back to my place and my position of assignment. I am going back to my place of my calling. I am going back to where the Lord has called me to serve and I will serve. I will serve. When he calls me, I will answer. I'll be somewhere working for my Lord. I will serve him with everything within me. I'll serve him with all the strength. I'll serve him with all that he has invested in me because that is the power that is within me. Never compare yourself to another. The power that is within you works according to the purpose that God has made you for. 
Never compare your achievements to another. The power that is within you works according to the purpose and the strength and the abilities that God has made you for. You are made for greatness. Work out your purpose. Activate that power within you. Be the provider of that solution, of solution to that situation around you. Let when people see you, see God. Allow that when people see you, see his kingdom manifested. That when you walk into a room, things change. That when you walk to a family gathering, the atmosphere switches and changes because the presence of God is in your midst. Because the presence of God is among you. Because the kingdom of God has come. That when you walk into a room, they will feel that the kingdom of God is in this place. The power within. Activate that power within you. We are bringing glory that is greater than that of our forefathers. Because the Bible says the glory of the latter church shall be greater than the former. You must have an attitude, an idea of success in order to succeed. That is activating the power within you. You must first conceive it in your heart, conceive it in your mind, and then you activate it and let it work for you because that is the power that is within you. So rise up like Gideon, you mighty man of valor. Go in this strength. Go in this might of yours. Go in this power of yours. For the Lord will use you to bring deliverance. For the Lord will use you to bring salvation to his people. The Lord will use you just as he has called you. He called Jeremiah and he said, Before I formed you, before you were conceived in your mother's womb, I formed you before that time. Imagine that. Before you were conceived, God formed you. He already had a purpose. He already knew, I need this and this done. And so for this and this to be done, I need this kind of a person to be able to do this. So be assured that there is a purpose for you and that God has prepared you for this season or for the seasons to come so that you can bring deliverance to your people. I believe that you have heard the word of God. I believe that you can rise up and become what God has called you to be. I believe that you are no longer the same, that you can say, I am a different man. I am a different woman because one thing I did not know and now I know is that I am a man, I am a woman of valor and God addresses me by my purpose. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord watch over you. May the Lord keep you. We are going to pray shortly and we are going to believe God even for the things or the needs that are before us and we are going to believe that God will answer because he is a God who hears prayers. The Lord bless you. You are there and you have heard the word of God and though you are seated there you know that you are not born again and you would want to give your life to Jesus. And you say, this is the moment for me to give my life to Jesus. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be in church for you to get saved. You can be saved right where you are, on that hospital bed, in that seat, in that coach, in that bed. You can still give your life to Jesus. And so I just want to invite you to make this prayer with me and you will be saved. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I acknowledge that my sin covers me. 
I acknowledge that you are a good God. I acknowledge that you send your son Jesus to die for my sin, to die in my place. This day, I have made a decision to give my life to you. I surrender my life to you. Write my name in the book of life and let me enjoy the salvation that you have so freely given us. For this I pray in Jesus' name. You are now born again. There are numbers on the screen below. Please do not hesitate to call. You will have someone waiting there and guiding you on how to walk this journey of salvation and you will enjoy a life full of the presence of God, full of the Holy Spirit. It's an enjoyable season. It's an enjoyable journey. May the Lord bless you. I want us to pray for the people, their needs that are coming through to us. This season, there are people who have lost jobs. There are people who we are working and they are no longer working. And I just want to make a prayer for them that the Lord may remember them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this afternoon. We thank you because, Lord, you have known us from before we were made, from before we were conceived in our mother's womb. You knew us, Lord, as you have reminded us this afternoon. I pray that in the name of Jesus, for every man and woman, that, oh God, is crying out to you because they have lost their place, their sources of income. They have losses, they have lost their employment. They have nothing to do. They don't know where to look. They have nothing to bring even home for their children. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are a mighty provider. You are a mighty deliverer. You are the one who gives us jobs. You are the one who gives us sources of income. I pray that in the name of Jesus, you may remember your children. Remember that man. Remember that woman, oh God. I pray that this week shall not end before they have a testimony of your provision, oh God, that you have come through for them. For those who are, way, who are laid down, I pray, oh God, that they will be recalled back to their places of work in the name of Jesus. For those who are casual workers, I pray that you provide other sources of income for them in the name of Jesus. For those who have been without a job for a long time, I pray the Lord you will remember them this season and you will give them a job in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray even for those who are in business. Lord, the businesses in this season, they have been crumbling. They have been, uh, they, they had, the businesses have not been doing so well. But we call upon the God who is able, the God who moves mountains, the God who comes through for us in every situation. And we pray that in the name of Jesus, there is going to be a revamping, oh God. There is going to be a revamp even of our economy in this nation, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for every businessman, every businesswoman, restore their businesses, oh God. In the name of Jesus, restore their clients. In the name of Jesus, let there be money coming in. Let there be income coming in to them, my Father, for the glory and honor of your name, that your children may have bread, that your children may have enough, that your children may even have more than enough, even to extend to those that are needy and, and, and poor among us, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, remember your children once again. You are a God who provides. Your name is Jehovah Jireh. We call you Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah who provides. And in the mountain of the Lord, 
it shall be provided today in this season it shall be provided we believe that you have done it and it is in jesus mighty name that we pray and believe and the children of god said amen and amen and amen i want to pray for our nation this is a very also a very interesting and challenging season for us allow me to just make a prayer for uh, to make a prayer for our leaders and our nation at large father in the name of jesus we thank you again for you have made us your children and called us by your name. You have made us to be citizens of this nation, O oh God, with a reason. And there is a purpose, O oh God. And you are saying that this day you are calling us to activate the power within us, O oh God. We rise as your children to activate the power within us, Lord. We know that our identity in you, O oh God, is sure. The Lord, you know our future from the beginning, my Father. For you addresses us by our purpose. Today we rise as a nation and we declare that Kenya is a blessed nation in the name of Jesus. We call upon your name for the floods that are continuing, oh God, my Father, even to destroy lives and property, oh God. We ask you that in the name of Jesus that you may abate these floods, our Father, in the name of Jesus, that we shall have no more loss of lives through the floods, through the rains that are continuing to, uh, to pour down on this land, oh God. We pray that in the name of Jesus, for those who are displaced, my Father, that you may help them, Lord, to find a home, oh God, that they will be placed, oh God, in a place where they, are, they have social amenities, they have uh, um, um, uh, amenities, oh God, they have each, they have enough for their food they have enough oh god even for clothing in the name of jesus lord restore them we pray that you encourage them we pray that you uphold them my father for the glory and honor of your name we pray for our president we pray for his deputy we pray for the leaders that are around him we ask you lord that your counsel upon them shall prevail over every counsel of the ungodly over every instruction of the wicked one in the mighty name of jesus lord uphold them these are our leaders they are the ones lord that you have appointed to be our leaders in this season but we call upon you father that you may guide them for the bible says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the lord and he turns it wherever he wills lord we pray that you will only turn their hearts lord according to your will my father to move in the direction oh god that you want this nation to move in in the name of jesus arm them with strength arm them with wisdom from above arm them lord with ideas that only you can give to take this nation my father to where we are supposed to be we pray oh god that you guide them let them have oh god ideas that only come from you even to help this nation achieve its purpose for the glory and honor of your name we magnify you we bless you for you are a good good father for this we pray believing and trusting in jesus most holy name amen and amen and amen may the lord bless you may the lord keep you may the lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you or oh, your week is blessed even the remaining days of the month you are blessed go in this might of yours and you shall save your people the people around you in jesus name god bless you